5, Daniel chapter 5, verse 1, reading Daniel chapter 5. Nebuchadnezzar, or Belshazzar the king, made a great feast to a thousand of his lords and drank wine before the thousand. Belshazzar, while he tasted the wine, commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem, that the king and his princes and his wives and his concubines may drink therein. Then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God which was at Jerusalem. And the king and his princes, his wives and his concubines drank in them. They drank wine and praised the gods of gold and of silver and of brass and of iron and wood and of stone. In the same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and rode over against the candlestick upon the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Then the king's countenance was changed and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his loins were loosed and his knees smote one against the other. The king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers and the Chaldeans and the soothsayers. And the king spake and said to the wise men of Babylon, Whosoever shall read this writing and shew me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold around his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then came in all the king's wise men, but they could not read the writing or make known to the king the interpretation thereof. Then was King Belshazzar greatly troubled, and his countenance was changed in him, and his lords was astonished. Now, I want to skip down to verse 22. And thou his son, O Belshazzar, has not humbled thine heart, though thou knewest all this, but thou hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven. And they brought the vessels of his house before thee. And thou and thy lords and thy wives and thy concubines have drunk wine in them. And thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold and brass and iron and wood and stone, which see not nor hear not nor know. And the God in whose hand thy breath is, and whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified. And tonight from that thought and that portion, those portions of Scripture, I want to preach to you from this setting of this drunken party of this heathen king 
and I want to preach to you about the sin of knowing better. Daniel told Belshazzar in verse 22, O Belshazzar, thou hast not humbled thine heart, though thou knewest all this. You knew better. King, Nebuchadnezzar, uh, King Belshazzar, you knew better. You are the son of Nebuchadnezzar, and you watched what happened to him. You should have known better, but you did it anyway. The sin of knowing better. Let's pray. Father, I love you. I thank you, God, for your spirit for the voice of warning that we heard this morning and then again tonight we feel a solemn spirit we feel God your presence in a very real way and God I'm asking you in Jesus name take the frail lips of clay touch the minds of the people let your will and purpose be accomplished in this place tonight in Jesus name and everybody said amen God bless you. You may be seated. Now, from this setting, we find that Belshazzar, the son of Nebuchadnezzar, had made a great feast. And he wanted to throw a party with a thousand of his lords, and he drank wine before the thousands. Now, I want you to notice that no doubt... Nebuch uh, Belshazzar rather had not originally planned to use those vessels of gold that came out of the temple. It was when in verse 2 it said Belshazzar while he tasted the wine when that wine began to lay hold of his reasoning when he became drunken on the intoxication of the hour, he cast all reason and all fate and all logic to the wind and decided that he could do as he pleased, regardless of whether it was right or wrong, regardless of whether God would be pleased or displeased with this desecration of those vessels that were dedicated to God. For you see those vessels that he brought and allowed those wives and princes and lords and concubines to drink from were taken out of the temple of the house of God which was at Jerusalem. And while they drink at that drunken uh, party that day, even as he was going about doing as he pleased. After all, he was the king, you know, and he decided that he could do as he pleased regardless of what anybody thought of it. He would do what he wanted to do. But the Bible says that same hour came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against a candlestick upon the, the plaster of the wall of the king's palace. And the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Can you imagine in the midst of a party 
a hand appeared and began to write upon the wall many many tico departures oh and it was I don't know how large this figure of a hand was. I don't know anything about it. I've pictured it in my mind on numerous occasions. And I've heard this message preached from and I've preached from it myself many, many times during my ministry. But I know one thing. The sight that he saw, Brother Cannon, was frightening to him. It was frustrating and upsetting to him. He knew no doubt that he had gone too far. He knew no doubt that God was angry with him. He knew no doubt that he had crossed a line that he shouldn't have crossed. Daniel, when Daniel began to talk to him, he said, Belshazzar, you knew better than this. He said, you knew all of this. In fact, he told him, said, you knew the judgment of God that was on your father Nebuchadnezzar how that when his heart was lifted up and his mind was hardened in pride he was disposed from his kingly throne and they took him his glory from him in verse 20 of the same chapter and he was driven from the sons of men and his heart was made like the beast and his dwelling was with the wild asses and they fed him with the grass with the dew like oxen and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till he knew that the most high God ruled in the kingdom of men and that he appointed over it whosoever he will he said you knew what happened to your daddy he said you knew God wouldn't tolerate those things he knew God God wouldn't tolerate rebellion. You knew that God would deal with treachery. You knew that God had not spared Nebuchadnezzar. And he said, you knew better, but you did it anyway. You did it anyway. There's a sin of knowing better. There's something about it when we know better and do it anyway. God puts it in a little bit different category than if you fall into some subtle trap of the devil. And But when you go into something after having premeditated it, after having thought it through, after having made a decision, after having given it some, some thought and some conscious decision on your own, part. God looks at it in a whole different light than he would somebody that fell prey to the devil and fell in a trap. There's a sin, my friend, that's a sin of knowing better. Let's praise God. Let's praise God. And that kind of a sin will bring the judgment of God upon an individual. Did you hear me? I said it'll bring judgment upon an individual. That hand wrote upon the wall. Many, many tickle your forces. And he called for the soothsayers, the astrologers. He called for all of the wise men in his kingdom. And they could not give him the interpretation thereof. But there was one that said there's a man. There is a man, verse 11, in the kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods and in the days of thy father light and understanding and wisdom like uh, um, like the wisdom of the gods was found in him 
whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father and king, I say, thy father made master of the of the um, magicians, the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers, for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding and interpretation of dreams and the shewing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts was found in the same Daniel whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called and he will shew the interpretation thereof. Then Daniel was brought in before the king, and the king spake and said to Daniel, Art thou that Daniel, which art of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the, the king, my father, brought out of Jewry? And he began to relate to him, and Daniel began to talk to him. Yes, I'm the man. Yes, I talk with your dad. Yes, I've interpreted dreams for him. And yes, I can tell you the whole story about what's about to unfold. Are you too, Belshazzar? You knew better than to do the thing that you did. You desecrated the holy things of God. You brought them in into a drunken party, and you drank from them, knowing that it was not the will of God. Clap our hands to Jesus. Hallelujah. There's a sin of knowing better. He told him, he said, if you can read the writing and make it known to me, the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and will have a chain of gold around your neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. And then Daniel answered and said to the king, let the gifts be to thyself. He said, I'm not interested in your gifts. There are men of God, brother, sister Russell, they can't be bought or sold. There are men of God that swear to their own hurt. There are men of God that will stand flat-footed and declare the whole counsel of God and let the chips fall where they may. Let it all come out as it does. God is going to be vindicated and God is going to have his way. He'll have his way in the midst of a storm for Somehow or the other, God is going to have the last word in everything. God is going to have the last word. Yes, he will. There's a sin of knowing better. God's going to deal harshly with that. Hallelujah. You need not try to believe for one moment that you can know to do good and then do as you please and God's going to accept it. Huh? Did you hear me? When you know better and you don't do it, then God's going to hold us accountable for it. Did you hear me? I said when we know better and we still do it anyway, God will hold us accountable for it. Oh yes, he's going to do it. I'm telling you that uh, the Lord views it differently than any other. Praise God. And when we see that Daniel began to talk to him, he said, you knew better all of the time. He said, you knew all this that happened to your father, how that he was banished and how that he was... Uh, had a curse of God upon him 
and how that he had to uh, live like an animal, like the wild ashes, and they fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven till he knew that the most high God ruled in the kingdom of men and that he appointed over it whosoever he will. He said, and thou, uh, 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 his son, O Belshazzar, has not humbled thine heart. In the light of all of this, it didn't affect you. It didn't do anything to you. You witnessed it. You saw it. You knew all about it. You knew all of this. And yet you did what you did. Verse 24. Then was the part of the hand sent from him. God sent a message to you, Belshazzar. And I'm inclined to believe tonight in this place in Clarksdale in this Sunday night service with the presence of Almighty God lingering near. I'm telling you, I feel God's presence right now. And I'm telling you that God's trying to wake some of us up. Some of us know better. Did you hear me? I said, we know better. But we need to do better. We need to somehow allow the fear of God to grip our soul. Don't you realize that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. When you don't fear God, man, you're headed for deep trouble. There's a sin of knowing better. said, this is the writing that was written. And this is the interpretation of the thing. God has numbered thy kingdom and finished it. Thou art weighed in the balances and found wanting. Thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. Then commanded Belshazzar, and they clothed Daniel with scarlet. He kept his word and put a chain of gold around his neck and made a proclamation concerning him that he should be the third ruler in the kingdom. But listen to this. What a sad commentary. Do you hear me? It came to pass even as God has said. It came to pass even as Daniel interpreted the writing on the wall. The handwriting, my friend, is on the wall. God help us to understand that when we're weighed in the balances and found warning, we'd better find a way to even the balance on the scale. We'd better find a way to get right with God because there's a sin of knowing better that brings the wrath and the judgment of God upon us. Verse 30. In that night, that night, was Belshazzar the king of the Chaldeans slain. That night. I do as I please. If I want to use those vessels, I'll use them. It's my party. I'll do as I want to. It's my life. I'll do as I please. And when we do, 
after we've come to the knowledge of the truth. If we sin willfully, after that we've come to the knowledge of the truth, God puts it in a whole different category. Did you hear me? There's a sin of knowing better. The Bible says there remaineth no more sacrifice for sin. You can sin away the grace of God. You can go beyond God's mercy line. You can step beyond that place of redemption. And I'm not saying anyone has, but I'm warning you that you can. There's a sin of knowing better and doing it anyway. God views it in a very harsh manner. That night, that night, Belshazzar was slain from the throne to a casket. What a fall. What a tragedy. He knew better all the time. Daniel told him, said, you knew it. You knew what happened to your dad, and you did it anyway. You knew who, that God didn't judge these things lightly, and you did it anyway. God brought judgment that day. The rise, the Midian took the kingdom. Being about three score and two years old. I want you to notice the judgment was quick. Did you hear me? I said judgment was quick. Several years ago, a man by the name of Leonard Skinner and a rock band en route to Houston, Texas, crashed at Macomb, Mississippi while they were in a drug-crazed party on board a plane. They felt that they could do as they pleased. They felt that they were above the law. They were above the rules. They were in a place where they could make their own rules, live their own lives. But the fact is that payday came, and it came so suddenly. I remember the headlines. In fact, it happened in 1978. I happened to be preaching revivals at the time. I was on the field of evangelistic field full time at that time and we was preaching not far from there during a wild party there was no warning 16 of those in that airplane died 10 escaped with their life God had been pushed to the brink God had had enough judgment There'll come a day when God will say, that's enough. And the death angel will come riding on that black horse. And life will be no more. Sad. People that know better. 
people that once knew God. Live for God. Shout it in victory. Talk in tongues. Full of power. Knew better. But went away from God. And died a tragic death. Didn't make it back to the Father's house. I love to preach about the prodigal son getting back home. But some don't make it back. Some don't make it back. There's a sin of knowing better that God views in a whole different light. When we know to do good. When we know the right thing to do, but we do as we please. God will judge that harshly. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. In the name of Jesus. Wonder tonight, as we're in the presence of the Lord, is there one that will lift your hand and say, I do need prayer? Between you and God, it's nobody's business. I promise you, no one in this place is looking except me. Right up, right back down. I see two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. All over the house, thirteen, fourteen. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to ask God to have mercy. Then after I've prayed and after I've rebuked the powers of hell that are that are tracking your trail, that are doing their best to destroy. I want you to come and make it right with God. Only you and God can make the difference. If you'll just come and say, Lord, let me start brand new right here, right now, in this place, and go forward from here to heaven. Father, I command every spirit of hell, take your filthy hands off God's people. I bind and rebuke every devil. I demand and command you to take your flight in the name of Jesus. I break the yoke in the name of the Lord. God, I'm asking you for complete and full deliverance tonight of those that are tormented by the hounds and the spirit of darkness and depression. Those that are troubled on every hand where the devil is tormenting their mind. I come against it in the name of Jesus. God set them free by the power of the Most High. In Jesus' name. Now as you stand, make your way to the front and let's seek the Lord Jesus.